episode 145. Whoa! Oh, I was going to do that. Oh, I'm sorry. Of the All the Books show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. We sure do. We sure do. 145 feels like a milestone, but to make it a milestone... It's not, yeah. So close to 150 just yeah. seems... Do you feel like forty turning so, 45 is a milestone? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. But you... You're old. You're so old. Because 25 is a milestone. Yeah. 30 is a milestone. Yeah. It's 35 a milestone. That's right. How close are you to 35? Two years? Three uh, years. I can't tell you. Are you there? Is it this year? What? 35? Yeah. I'm already 35. You're 35? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Thinking about how you didn't really do much for my 35th birthday, aren't you? I didn't? It's okay. I don't really remember you. You got my 36th birthday. That's fine. <laughs> what did That'll we do? Be good. That'll be good. We went out to eat. We had a nice time. Oh, you always like to go to the same restaurant. Yeah, Brothers Bistro and Olean. Listen, Shout out. I, I can't be held responsible yeah. for going to the same restaurant you want to go to every birthday yeah. on your 35th when you've been acting like a 45-year-old your whole life. True. So <laughs> True. that might be too young. Look, we could do something outside of the birthday dinner. Yeah. Is an option as well. Okay. But I, I don't want to pressure you. I don't want to pressure you. Well, well, see, but that's the thing. It's 35 a milestone. Yeah. Because if it was, we would have done something. You're right. You should have turned 40. Okay. Five years. It's, it's a date. Yeah. We'll have such an adventure. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. And joining us any moment yeah. is our good friend Amy Kuhn. As we discussed a few episodes back, uh, Amy was here with us for episode 44, Yeah. a special Lonely Hearts book club where yeah. we basically just judge them by the cover. Amy Kuhn, gone too soon. That's No, she's, she's coming. From, she's coming. From the podcast. Yeah. It's a holiday weekend, though, so we're recording at a weird time. Yeah. We started. Amy could walk in literally... At any moment. That's a bit of sizzle. Guys, so pretty exciting. She's really not here. At any I moment. I don't want you thinking like we're saying this and she's sitting We could have chair, a special guest here. Are you doing this in hopes that this will ha- Like she's right waiting out the door? No. Waiting for her introduction. I'm just telling the people. Yeah. Anything that happens oh is genuine. <laughs> okay, that's All true. right. Uh, so we're going we're gonna, to... That's her empty chair I'm yep, shaking it's around. It's just an empty chair. Yeah. So we're going to revisit that episode and I found five more books with startlingly... I, I don't even know. Unique Art subjective covers. Man. Yeah. So we'll discuss. Yeah. We'll discuss how we feel about this. One man's book cover is on. another man's breakfast reading material. Is that true? A book cover is someone's <laughs> breakfast reading material. Yeah. You know, like how when you're a kid and you looked at the back of the box Please to follow the maze. Stick to the script that I wrote for you. Okay. Only say those words. Hi. I'm Eric. Okay. And Nick is so smart. Yes. Me dumb, though. That, that's right. Me want to know what Nick read. Oh, okay. Uh, well, thank you, Eric. And might I say, big improvement in your manners. Me thank you much, much. That's right. Our listeners thank you and me as well. Well, I finished quite a few things. I went on a bit of a reading binge. So here's what I finished. Uh, both book club books, News of the World by Paulette Giles. Uh, Nine Lives. Nick, by... what news of the world? No, 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 no. No, back to the look at the. <laughs> that was a sumptuous, pause, pause. A sumptuous okay. bit. Nine Lives by Wendy Corsi Stop, <laughs> who remember yeah. will be here August second. Mm-hmm. Book signing, fun extravaganza, yeah. uh, and then I finished Earthmen and Other Aliens by David Dworkin, which mm-hmm. is his uh, uh, short story collection. I think that you would really like these. There's a couple of zombie stories in there. One I was not all about. One <laughs> was pretty good. Yeah, one was pretty good. Okay, uh, not it, all about because you're scared. Yeah, it was just yeah. a little gross. There was a, a few ones that were a little more on the gross side of sci-fi horror, yeah. and I was like, ah. More like David but some, Horror Vorkian. There was a ghost one that was very good, Scary. and it starts really strong. There's a couple ghost ones that uh-huh. are good. Anyway, it's a fun collection. Okay. It's available on, on anywhere, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. 
uh, is a, as an ebook. I think you should check it out sometime. And I think our listeners should check it out. Okay. Uh, News of the World. News of the World is one of those ones where once you get the premise, nothing will surprise you. News so of the this, World. So this is about uh, a, a girl who is kidnapped from her family by the Kiowa tribe. And then he's trying. He's trying to return them. So Captain Kidd is. Amy Kuhn is here. Is she? I'm not going to turn is, around. She's real. not really here. Amy, we've been telling them that you're just going to show up any minute, and here it is. All right, it's going to go silent while I hug Amy Kuhn. Hold on. All right, I'll just do some sizzle Eric while the Vamp, hug is happening. Be funny. Uh, that bit where I said what news of the world was really funny because Nick could have been like, no, no, there is okay. a new thing such as print media, and I would have, I would have been like, tell tale of this, but he didn't. Was that funny? Was that you being funny? No, that was me vamping. Cool, cool, it's cool. It's different. Cool. So, anyway, Amy, I was just saying that I just finished a book called News of the World, and the premise is. No, Amy, we're sharing the mic. Oh, you, yeah, you and Eric. Yeah, say hi. Hi. We were just talking about your triumphant first visit in episode forty-four, and I've got a, I've got a stack of doozies here. Basically, the problem with News of the World is once you get that a crusty old man and a little girl who won't talk to anybody are going to bond to become friends. Like us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's no surprises left in the book. Uh, Nine Lives was just fine. It was a fun atmosphere, but there, and not a lot happened. So, did Kendra read this yet, Eric? Your wife? I don't know. The, oh, <laughs> thank you for grabbing the Wait, mic. To she was that. she was listening to it. Okay, I think. Nope, that's not an audio book. Uh, I started reading Stranger in Paradise by Robert B. Parker, which is uh, one of is only two more of his Jesse Stone books that I haven't read. So after this, only one. Uh, Amy, you want to dive right in? Have you read any good books you want to share with us? I read... You got to get closer. Oh, sorry. There you go. Um, I have been almost finished with Roxanne Gay's Bad Feminist. It's oh, yeah. It's taken me a long time to read. Okay. Um, but it's really good. Okay. And then I read an outdoor book. I can't remember the title of it, but it's by Brandon Leonard, who's kind of known in that community. Okay. Um, it's about how he was an alcoholic, and Ooh. then he went through rehab, and he how he found recovery in nature and the outdoors. Okay, how did good. you how did you come across that? My boyfriend bought it for me, and he Amy's liked got it. a boyfriend. Everyone, <laughs> Amy's got a boyfriend. It took me five seconds to mention that. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that was um, a quick drop. <laughs> well, he bought it for me. Okay, it's important to him, so I read it. Oh, I see. But That's nice. Yeah. yeah, I like. That did one. you say Brandon Leonard is the yeah, author? I think so. Wow. Okay. I can't, I can't find it, but that's all right. I believe you. I, his, his last name might be something else now that I'm thinking of it. I cannot remember the all right. title of it. All right. Twitter users will update you when the time comes. All right, Eric, you're up. Tell us what's going on in the Marvel Now app. That's pretty much what Eric's bookmark is these hey. days. Amy, if you've been following, you'll know. Uh, no, I read more Jason Reynolds. How's Moon Knight? I haven't read a Moon Knight in a while. Look, okay. I got Moon Knight connected stuff. Yeah. Well, not really. Okay. I've been reading the... The long way down. Oh, it's that's just, legit. It's just so depressing. Yeah. That like I read it like twenty five pages because it's in poem form. Okay, so remind me again. He he's his he, brother was shot. His brother was shot in a school shooting. No, his it brother just, was just shot on the streets. Just on the street. And he, the the kid is taking his brother's gun and he's gonna go get revenge. I see. And so I just got to the part where he's got he's got on the elevator and this is where he's gonna start seeing people of who are other victims of okay uh, gun violence telling him his stories and it's just kind of depressing because for the first 75 pages it's like this is what happens when your brother's dead Jeez. mom cries and you can't sleep because she keeps crying and <laughs> your brother will never give you a headlock for saying something I'm like <laughs> pretty bad where's my moon night comics pretty bad so um what have i read hold on i don't know What's I, my... no i know i i can remember but i need can you i just want goodreads to oh affirm. i see what I've read. Yeah, and some of it was on the Marvel Now app. <laughs> um, All right. A lot of it. 
Let's see. I talked about that one. Oh, I've been reading Cable and the X-Force. No good. Okay. Well, it's oh, okay. That's too bad. It's three stars. It's all fine. The problem is, it's just, it's one of those things like, we're going to deal with the threats that no one else is equipped to deal with. Mm. But then I started reading Thunderbolts. A la the Suicide Squad? Yes. Okay. I started reading Thunderbolts by Daniel Way. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to deal with the threats that no one's equipped to handle. And I'm like, wait. And then I remember Secret Avengers is all about the same thing. And then there's the Suicide... Right. So it's just like, well, it seems like everybody's equipped. Uh, I want to talk to you about this in the car, but... but wow. Okay. Had to save is it, it for personal? The podcast. Is it a rash no, or something? No, it's, 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 in the, it's the podcast. Steve Dillon is the artist of the new Thunderbolts comic I'm reading. I see. And he's done the Punisher comics a lot. But oh, he has this well, really like ugly style of he knows art. He his instrument. Uh, like... His, his yeah there it is yeah see speaking a, of ugly style of art i've got some yeah. doozies for you guys in so, this segment i don't know it's, it's an, he draws unattractive people i see um he's got this i don't know how to describe it like mm-hmm. blocky but they're also maybe swelling uh-huh. uh characters so he draws new jersey is that <laughs> oh <laughs> wow jersey burn anyway he most of his time he does either vertigo comics or the punisher i see so reading like a comic that takes place in like regular Marvel universe, it still feels like it doesn't. Like it I takes see. place in those weird Punisher comics that are like not real continuity. Okay, but it's supposed to be. So just the art is just kind of weird. Do we want to sh- shut the door? Yeah, go ahead and shut the door. <laughs> All oh, right, our our special guest Amy will yes. do it. Nice. Yeah, that's why um, we invited her. <laughs> so shut my own door. So that's that's oh, that. She can't do it. Oh geez. All right, I'll get up as soon as I'm done okay. with this. Just slam it. Just push it hard. There ah. we go. I would be done with Cable and the X-Force, but it turns out the last few issues do a crossover with the Uncanny X-Force by Uh-oh. Sam Humphrey. So now I have to re- catch up with that and read yes, three or four volumes of Uncanny do. X-Force. It's not a problem. You I've don't. also got Batman Strange Apparitions to read and Venom of the Savage Six. Wow. Okay. So, and some probably actual real books, All right. but those aren't as fun. Hey, fun what? fact about uh, Long Way Down before we move too fast. Yes. Uh, it's one of the few books that has, have won both, both, when? won both. I heard when. A Newbery Medal uh-huh. and an Edgar Award. Snap. Yeah. And it's got, it's got several other nominations. Yeah. Goodreads, Goodreads yeah. Choice Awards, NAACP yeah. Image Award nomination. Yeah. So very, very yes. highly regarded. It also book. won the Eric's Mom's Review for What a Nice Read That Was. Oh, okay. But that review also requires that you know she's doesn't know which book she's talking about ah uh, okay so all right that's not true i think my mom even listens wow. to this podcast that was just... a long drive to get to the end of that bit and it was ultimately unsatisfying Shut up. all right here's so. amy kumar go shut the door what? i guess amy already shut the door oh it was successful pay okay. attention sorry sorry amy pay attention. here i'll give amy back the mic now okay. so i don't tell any more dumb stories amy i see you admiring the things in my office do you have a favorite so far i'm liking all right the little guys the pop figures sure oh, yeah what are those sure well, we've got the Friends cast. We've got Wait, Star Trek behind it. Right the up Friends there in the center. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm missing everybody but Monica. So oh, lo- uh, listeners, if you want to send me a Monica, that's... that's awesome. Amy that's just did a good impression totally of my mom saying what a nice read about a book she doesn't has, know is the right book. Read. Yeah, Thank when she's like, look, at, I like those little guys. You know what? I, respect, I like that I masked hero. I respect your courage for coming back to <laughs> okay, a failed here's bit. The, here's the... You knew it didn't work, but you doubled down. <laughs> and that's the Eric Nichols way. Uh, <laughs> moving into book news, I wanted to mention the Man Booker International Prize, which we went over the long list, and the winner has been announced. So, the winner for the Man Booker International Prize is here it goes flights oh. by Olga Takarsu. <laughs> no build up for that. Translated by Jennifer Croft. So, flight is a novel about travel in the 21st century and human anatomy. Interesting. From the 17th century, we have the story of the real Dutch anatomist Philip Vernheyen. Who hey, we, who anyone we all know. who's used public transport knows that the two go hand in hand. <laughs> so. Another failed bit. Respect. What? No, that makes sense. <laughs> 
Anyway, it's You're about a bus and people it's are too about close. An anatomist like, Boy, there's some anatomy who for dissected me. <laughs> and drew pictures of his own amputated leg, discovering in so doing the Achilles tendon. Mm. And I'm out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all, right. all right. Let's move into book news. Uh, okay. Should I give? I'm just gonna. Amy, you'll have the mic default because I don't think you're bold enough just to take the mic from me. Okay. okay. Amy's got the mic default. All right, Amy. So you can just riff on anything oh I say. Boy. No, not really. I mean, you can. Of course you can. So here, here are some of the advanced notices. Books coming out in the next couple of months that we will most definitely have here. So this first one is a large print title. It's a prequel to the Charles Lennox mystery series, which we're all very well acquainted with, of course. I don't know them at all, so don't feel bad. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever figure out Boba Fett's parentage in these prequels? It's possible. Okay, it's good. Totally I'm giving possible. the mic back to Amy now. You wanted to say the Boba Fett thing. and then Well, because you, gotta... you said prequel. It was funny. Oh, oh I see. Because we were right. just talking Star Wars today. We were. But that was an in-joke. Off mic. Yep. Okay. The Woman in the Water. This chilling new mystery in the USA Today best-selling series. Couldn't make it in the New York Times, I guess. USA Today best-selling series by Charles Finch takes readers back to Charles Lennox's very first case and the ruthless serial killer who would set him on the course to become one of London's most brilliant detectives. Isn't that a horror movie? Woman, woman in the Water? Or something Is like it? That? The, one with... the woman in... The Daniel Radcliffe one? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking Is of. that what it's called? The wo- it's something like that. I'll it could up. be. All right. Yeah. Did you ever find the title of your yes, book? I did. What that, is it? Oh, was wait. The, I took the mic away. Uh, Amy, tell us. The title of the book that I was talking about earlier is 60 Meters to Anywhere. And his his name is? Brandon Leonard. I was actually writing Leonard. That. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'm just writing something wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Isn't Woman in the Water already a book? Woman in the Water. Is that a Paula Hawkins book? Or is that the sequel? Not the sequel, but the other. Yeah. Or is that Girls in the Water? Gillian. I don't know who it is. The Girls in the Water. Oh. Could be. Aren't you thinking Lady in the Water with M. Night Shyamalan? That's not a good movie. It's not a horror movie. Women in Black is a Daniel Radcliffe horror movie. Women in Black. Okay. All right. Well, Wait, no. What's the second line of Woman in Lady in Red? Oh, I don't know. Lady in Red. All right. Uh, new from an Eric. I just oh, want to head this off. Okay. okay. This is not about what you think it's about. This is not about anthropomorphic Disney characters. Uh, in a 1940s setting. Go on. So you understand that? Yes. All right. Tailspin by Sandra Brown. So, yeah. This is or isn't about Baloo. Is not. From the Jungle Book. Incorrect. Taking over like a weird Wrong. plane company. Doesn't happen. With like a single mom. No. And he, he adopts like a kid. No. With a surfboard that he uses in the air. Okay, what you're describing. Kid cloud kicker. I understand the confusion because what yes. you're describing is the Disney Afternoon classic tailspin. Right. This is a book by Sandra Brown. Is this the spinoff where King Louis, who owns like a gas station nope. in the air, this no, is no. like his own solo nope. show now? Nope. This Number, is about the pirates. Let me tell you what it pirates. is. This will clear it up. Number one New York Times bestselling author Sandra Brown returns with a potent fusion of tantalizing suspense and romance. You just described Tailspin's... Wait a minute. Uh (laughs) Wait a minute. In a thriller about a reckless pilot caught in a race against time. So... This actually could be about Baloo. How does the Tailspin theme song go? I can't... Go on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. Amy's too young. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. Wait, That's is that fine. true? I do not know what you're talking about. Ta- I do know the Jungle Book. Tailspin was, uh, it, it was, it was concurrent with like Ducktales and Darkwing uh, Duck. Do you remember that? No. No, I not know even what you're talking about, but I never saw youth, it. Youth, right? Yeah. Well, you should only young, am I right? I don't know. That's what people say. <laughs> Thank you both for the courtesy laugh. All right, and finally, and and uh, 
Eric, this is, it's, I'm saying this to you all the time. Yes. I'm saying this to you all the time. So I laughed when I saw it because this okay. is a, this is a thing that I always have to say to you. Right. Uh, and this is by Tara Sheets, a book called Don't Call Me Cupcake. You don't have to say, you say Tara Sheets all the time? No, I'm always telling you not to call me Cupcake, but you keep doing yeah. it. And You're I, always like, hey, there are guests coming over. Clean the Tara Sheets. No. And, and I'm like, what? And I'm like, don't call me That's Cupcake. That's not a, <laughs> okay. So this is book number one in the Holloway Girls. So this is a perfect hop on point if you want to. If you want to get it on the Holloway Girls uh, adventures, there's a special kind of sweetness to life on Pine Cove Island. <laughs> All right. Most. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's such a goofy one. Do you one. need me to come in? No, I, I can do All it. Right. I can do it. <laughs> the Holloway charms are powerful, but there are other kinds of <laughs> magic in the world, like red hot first kisses, <laughs> secret glances, <laughs> and the feeling that comes with falling truly, madly, inconveniently in love so if you fall in love and there's also global warming <laughs> uh, all right that's it for me do you, did you want to do any new york times bestseller list yes all right this is my spotlight yeah i'm ready this is, this is where the mic is all mine baby yep so uh yeah so the the other lists haven't changed i'm not going to explain to the listeners why they haven't changed well you didn't even need to say that really yeah that's true let's just let's do combined print and ebook fiction hit me let's see because we we see what it's always coming out on the hardcover yeah but ebook is a different beast baby sure is gonna i'm gonna stop saying baby at the end of everything. a lot of erotica on this list is no my guess. no okay. not this one all that's, right i think that's just oh you just standalone ebook just okay. standalone so this I, is i stand corrected all right number 10 the great alone by Kristen hannah no this is the Combined ebook. Combined. This is, should be a different list. Yep. So far, no good. Yep. Number nine, Little Fires Everywhere by ah. Celeste NG. Yep. Oh, I have to read all those summaries for Amy. She doesn't know anything. She'll be fine. Nah, she doesn't know. She can handle it. Uh, former prisoner of war returns oh. from Vietnam and moves his family to Alaska, where they face tough conditions. Now, I bring this up because, Amy, you lived a childhood quite like this. Oh, my God. I, in Alaska? <laughs> in returns from Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. There we go. Little fires everywhere. <laughs> an artist upends a quiet town outside Cleveland. Amy's an artist. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yes, I can relate to that. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. All right. See what we can connect to our friend Amy Kuhn. Let's do it. And ex- uh, the High Tide Club. This is at number eight. And this is about the Tailspin characters, Baloo and Yes, riding the Sea Duck in yeah. the high tides. Okay. I don't remember the Sea Duck. Was that the name that's of the plane? The plane. Yeah. All right. Hey, All give right. me <laughs> whatever. Uh, can I say I really like the Sheer Khan was like this evil oh, businessman? Evil tycoon. Yeah. 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 Uh, an eccentric millionaire enlists the, the attorney Brooke uh, Trapnell to fix old wrongs, which sets up a potential scandal and murder. Now, Amy, you have been involved with scandals and murders. Yes, and I happen to be a millionaire. So wow. Very applicable. Wow, Amy's doing very well, apparently. Yes. Well, the murder got her to the millions. Oh, right. so. You can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In murder. Yeah. All right. Number seven, Twisted Prey by John Sanford. The 28th book in the Prey series, a federal marshal looks into the actions of a member of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Uh, I don't really know how this connects to Amy Kuhn outside of the fact that John Sanford is her father. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, and I've only read 28 books. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. There we go. Uh, the Midnight Line by Lee Child. Now, this, this hasn't... Go on. That's it. Midnight Train to Georgia. Midnight Little Line to Georgia. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Jack Reacher tracks down the owner of a pond West Point class ring and stumbles upon a large criminal enterprise. Hmm. So now this is kind of interesting because this has fallen off the uh, yeah. the main list. So I yes. wonder why ebook is keeping yeah. it going. Yeah, 
And one during uh, Amy's Uber career, she yeah. actually had to pick up Tom Cruise, star of Jack Reacher. Really? Yeah, and Jack Reacher is also my father. My oh. other father. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. A My Two Dads situation. Yeah, My Two Dads. It's good stuff. <laughs> Classic. Uh, number five, The Fallen by David Baldacci. Amos Decker, known as the Memory well, Man. Right there. Yeah. Amos. Amy. Yeah. Amos, yeah. yeah. Memory Man puts his talents to solving a string of murders in the Rust Belt town. Is there any more gold to be mined from the Memory Man solving murders with his memory that I, I can do? I don't think any so. Any more bits? I think we've All got right. it covered. What, okay, I'm going to say, uh, Nick, do you know who murdered this person? You're going to have to say, I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, Nick, do you know who murdered this person? Uh, I forgot. Why didn't I'm the memory man? What? How was that? No, nothing left. Dang it. Out of gas. <laughs> All right, number four, Princess. James Patterson and Reese Jones. Princess Caroline calls on Jack Morgan when her friend goes missing. This connects because Amy Kuhn is one of the new co-writers. <laughs> With James Patterson. <laughs> for James Patterson. Yeah, that's true. I cannot confirm or deny that. Yeah, it's, he's very secretive. Yes. The oh series is called the Can't Confirm or Deny you know what? series. This is, the perfect, this is the perfect opportunity for me to tell you this. The James, James Patterson, if you don't know Amy, is the king of the co-writer. He always, like he used to write his own books and now it's always James Patterson and, oh, and that okay. person's really writing the books. And now he stepped it up because he's writing a book called The President is Missing with Bill Clinton is the other writer. Yeah. And so I was reading the, I was reading the like upfront reviews, the Kirkus reviews and the, like the bottom line review on this one was uh, formulaic, but reasonably fun provided you have no expectations concerning probability or literary quality, (laughs) which I thought was such a slam and like totally perfect for how I feel about all James Patterson books. Mm -hmm. So anyway, continue with the list. Okay. Um, where was I? Oh, number three, by invitation only mm. by Dorothy, uh, or is it? Yes, it is Dorothy. Dorothy, Benton Frank. Oh, Dorothea. Dorothea. Darn yeah. it! Sorry. <sighs> Two families are brought together when the daughter of a Chicago power broker and the son of a Southern peach farmer decide mm. to wed. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know why this connects to Amy, right? obviously right so we sure. don't need to yeah, we, don't we don't need don't to need get to. into it no we don't have to at all uh, i think our listeners understand they do so number yep. two the 17th suspect by james patterson and maxine pietro the worst co-writer by the way just throwing that up the there. woman's murder club series yep. uh lindsey boxer searches for a killer in san francisco mm-hmm. amy coon was actually the third suspect really so that was a big deal yeah can't confirm or deny that either <laughs> Wow. I like how I like how you do a bit and then slide the mic over for <laughs> yes. Amy's response. Yeah, That's, uh, yeah. The, I keep the waiting. Viewers at home are li- are really missing that. Uh, number one, the cast by Danielle Steele. Oh, okay. Let's this see is her book about fishing. Is that right? Yes, this okay. is her great cast uh, where she caught the. Uh, I'm trying to come up with a really good fish name. I got nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, Big Charles. I just took a picture of you guys to put on Twitter, and you look so bored. Oh, geez. So it's yeah. going on anyway. It's going on anyway. Uh, a magazine columnist meets an array of Hollywood professionals when a producer turns a story about her grandmother into a TV series. So I guess we should spill the beans. Amy Kuhn is actually Danielle Steele. Yep, she yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, you caught me. That she can, can confirm. confirm. Yes. <laughs> There's no need to deny it. Yep, There's no need to anymore. deny it. That's number one on the list? Yeah, it's Danny, Amy's book. Of Daniel course it's Steele. at number one. <laughs> number one. Number one. She's everywhere. Lonely Arts Book Club with Nick and Eric. All right. Well, it's spotlight time, everyone. So for those of you familiar with the Lonely Hearts Book Club, you can just plug your ears. For everybody else, here's what we do. I run a report of books that have never circulated that are in our collection. I go to the stacks, I pick one out, we come up here, 
we look at the cover, we flip through a little bit and decide whether it was overlooked or if people made the right call in leaving it in the stacks. Uh, this is a special episode. Amy, with her rich artistic Ooh, background, yes. we're going to need your expert opinion on the covers of these books. I'm very excited for uh, this. Twitter followers uh, at All the Books Show, I've already posted a picture of the books we're going to be talking about. So jump over to Twitter right now and you'll see them uh, as they come through. Uh, I Did pulled... it look like Amy looked around to find Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I think she like was. Like you said, it's on Twitter and she looked yeah. around the room like, where? She was, she was thinking that it was here All right. somewhere. Oh boy, where to start? Okay, this is this one. I feel is sort of a, a middle of the road kind of book. All right, so I don't think I don't think we'll have huge reactions to it. I think some things are interesting, some are not. The title we have is "Keeping Time" by David Bear. This is a science fiction book. Uh, let's describe the cover. Amy, oh you want to take it? Can All right, I yeah, go it? ahead. Tell us what we're looking well, at. Well, it is like. Oh, man, I can't even describe this. Yeah. There's a silhouette of what seems to be a person running. A, a cool daddy-o. Oh, is he running? <laughs> running or he's half a leg? I can't tell. Oh, no. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, I, I guess I thought he was kind of like leaning Ooh, casually. Oh, I think you're right, but I couldn't I think tell. he's like leaning on the title. I think, oh, well, there's a big space between oh, him okay. and the title. <laughs> <All> but <laughs> Maybe I mean, not. He's slowly falling to land on the title. Right. He's going <laughs> to lean on it. We caught him mid-lean. So we just we just have a silhouette of this man. Yeah. And then in the background, there's the city scene um, and a pretty ugly gradient from blue to pink. Okay. And the city scene is a green to yellow gradient. Okay. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty outdated looking in terms of graphic design. The, the paperback version that came out later is aggressively worse, I would say. You see this? Oh, my gosh. It's like it's all white oh, I- with man's head. <laughs> <laughs> uh and it's uh it's weird it is weird yeah so let's take a look at uh let's take a look at our book here all right original cover price care to guess anyone Ooh, i'm gonna say 4.99 9.95 everyone <laughs> yeah this isn't her field of expertise you're right <laughs> this book came out in 1979 now often we get books that are pristine like they've never been mm. touched before. This one has clearly had some checkouts. You can see the the edges are, are worn. It's been flipped through. The binding is loose. So this is a book that had its life, but that life was in the 70s. It 80s. has seen some junk. It's, yeah, it It's has. forgotten more it has. in its life than we have, we've even experienced. Right. So at the so. very least, it hasn't checked out in 17 years. What's but the it, name of the author? David Bear. He's, he's still going. I think you're thinking of Greg Bear. Darn it. Yeah. I can't keep... It's, yeah. it's like, is it a brown bear or is it a grizzly bear? Yeah. It's the same bear most yeah. of the time, right? You're right. You're so. right. All, right. All right. So, Amy, your thoughts on this cover. You don't like the pink to blue transition. Yeah. The, the gradient is off-putting. Okay. And then I'm very confused about what the guy is doing. Yeah. Or if he has half a leg. I can't tell. Yeah. It is weird. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It, yeah. Is... The way his fabric is, looks like he could be running. Yeah, but he you're, could I be could in see motion. the leaning, but he if you're leaning to the side, why are you putting your leg up? You know what? I'm getting convinced because you look at this left elbow yes, here and it it's looks, up. It yeah. looks like the he's gesture? in a running I don't know. position. Eric, I mean, you, you're you're the you're the sci-fi aficionado out of the three of us. Does this right. do anything for you? Uh, it looks like maybe he's just a large man. I see. And maybe he's skateboarding on like a city okay. bus. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're objectively wrong. 
Uh, do you like the cover at all as a sci-fi fan? No. This, oh, no. Okay. No. I want to um, pick that up. I love I love the back cover. That would says, have to be on some prominent list for me to pick that up and go like, yes, okay. this is worth my sci-fi time. All right. So now this was written in 1979. Mm-hmm. And here's just a quick blurb from the back. It's all blue with some white font. Is it Stephen King? We have two <laughs> sentences. In Manhattan, in 1999, it is possible to save small amounts of time. It is also possible to rob someone of the time they have saved. Oh, that's kind of an interesting Snap. premise. I guess. Isn't that the plot of that Justin Timberlake uh, movie? <laughs> Do you remember that? What's yeah, that you're called? trying to think of the in, actress's in name. In Time. The yeah. actress from the other movies. From like Seventh Heaven and stuff, right? Seventh Heaven? Isn't that her? Jessica Biel. Isn't it Jessica Biel? No, it's... Uh... Mila Kunis. No, it's not Mila Kunis. It's one of the mean girls, but not... Rachel McAdams. No, it's not Rachel McAdams or Gretchen Wieners. <gasps> oh, it's no. uh, the bl- blonde, like yes. from Mamma Mia. What is, what is her name? Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried. Okay. All right. So I kind of like the premise. I didn't, so, I didn't watch Keeping Time. I didn't either. Or not Keeping Time. I think it's called In Time. In Time. My Regardless. wife did. And I think she said nice things about Amanda Seyfried's hair. I think it was anime styled. I think, uh, I think the plot is kind of cool. Mm. I think the plot is cool. The, the concept of like He's written stealing that time. Nothing. Okay. He's written Keeping Time in 1979. And then he co-wrote Willful Blindness, A Diligent Pursuit of Justice in 2016 with James Ramsey. Okay. So he did not keep writing after keeping time. Okay. If anything, he lost time. All right. Well, we can agree that the cover is weak. Yes. But that's not... Weak sauce. The author has no say in that. So uh, let's... let's, I'm just going to read a little bit since we have a lot to get through here. So I'm going to read the first paragraph of chapter one. Had he entered my office without knocking, Ivory Whiteman would have found me on my knees in front of my desk trapping cockroaches under teacups. The Dresden blue cups were wedding presents, but they had spent the last 15 years in a box under the kitchen sink. This new use for them was a recent discovery of mine. I kind of like the tone. Did you? I don't like your tone. (laughs) Helpful. Thank you. (laughs) What? The mic was on Amy. All right. You're right. You're right. All right. What do you think? What would be most helpful here? I'm gonna read. All right, I'm gonna read, read the, the last line. I'm gonna read the. Oh, Spoiler. I can't do that. <laughs> then we'll have to figure out what happened in between. I see. Well, it's the last line is about the cockroaches in the cup. So actually, we what? we probably would no would have it. All right, here it is. This is. I'm gonna read you the synopsis, and then we're gonna move on. Jack Hughes can hardly remember how the trouble began. Oh, sure, those gas wars in the '80s really slowed things down, but you got used to riding a bicycle through old Manhattan, and if you were lucky, you still might find an electric cab humming at its plug. The elevator that elevated was a rare find indeed, but because most of them don't elevate. Right, anymore. right, right. But how else could he have afforded a penthouse on Park Avenue? No, it was something else, something even worse than deserted streets and dehydrated dinners. Sometime about 20 years back, people had simply ceased to care. Reading over today's suicides in the paper is enough to bring out the pessimistic side of anyone and considering the fact that he's probably the oldest if not the last private detective around it's a wonder that jack hughes didn't take the leap himself ages ago but cases like this are ones worth living for it seems that not only is it possible to save small amounts of time it's possible to rob someone of the time they've saved aging movie star here we go gregory darling can't imagine life without his transducer it's the key to the youthful virility that makes life so much fun yowza leah dark is hoarding days that she hopes to enjoy someday in outer space carlo mountain has bought some time after all for the man who has everything what else is left to buy senator victor sieg knows it as a politician he's going to need to have time on his side 
where his novelist Alison Bashcock is simply so bored that she's glad to lock a few dull evenings away. In keeping time, the precious moment that these five prominent citizens have set aside are missing, and we follow Hughes as he tries to find out why, before time runs out for all of them. Along the way, we get a glimpse of the future through the eyes of a brilliant young novelist. David Baer has managed to create the perfect marriage of science fiction and detective story, and the result is a tour de force of wit and imagination that combines the very best of both worlds. Recognizing that that was a long yes. uh, blurb. I actually think it sounds like a pretty interesting book. Oh. Amy, what do you think? Oh, geez. I I kind of agree. I was intrigued. Yeah. You've got the five people that you're going to follow. Right. See what's going on with them. And Uh then you've got this detective sort of weaving them all together. Right. I think it's got real promise. Okay. Not you? You didn't like it? Halfway through, I started just singing Too Much Time on My Hands by Sticks in my head. Okay. And while you were going, I was just trying to memorize the clap where they go, I got too much time on my hands. I did it wrong there. I got too much... There we go. Time on my I'm hands. I'm going to say that the cover was a hindrance. Mm-hmm. I and I think this might be one that uh, needs to be revisited. Yeah. All right. So if you want to find it, folks, it's here in the David A. Howe Public Library. Uh, next is a real doozy. I'm oh. just going to warn you right now. <laughs> I believe this is a cover that has everything. It is called Brain Damage by <laughs> Herbert Burkholtz. Oh, my word. Oh, that <laughs> looks like something I drew in middle school. Like, very angsty, like, a rose oh, yeah. in a jail that's yeah. in the silhouette. That's in somebody's Trapper Keeper right now, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely is my middle school yeah. portfolio. Yeah. Um, and it happens to be, like, the head is kind of like a silhouette of a concrete wall that's yeah, it's breaking. Yeah, like, it's like a cutout. Like, the door frame is yeah. almost the shape of yeah. a bald head. And then the ground is, like, checkerboard. We got a checkerboard, black yeah. and white floor. There's definitely a lot of angst going on. Yep. But there is light coming through the jail window. Like a prison window. And I think the rose is crying. Is it? It has little teardrops come that. down. I'm pretty oh, sure I made it. I mean, it could just be a dewy rose, but I mean, yes, yeah. it does look like... I mean, it looks like it's coming out of the middle of the rose. So, I look at this, and it to me, it looks like, like an intro to psych text from like 1974 like trying to be edgy and cool and not working uh it's a novel of suspense uh i don't know does this do anything for you nope Uh, it really puts me off yeah oh i agree i agree i would never read a book that looked like this now unlike the david bear one this one you're you're about to read this book though this one is pretty uh this one's pretty serene right here you can tell that it's just been lying around peacefully on the shelves uh, no indication of any kind of What was the of cover of Stephen King's The Cell? Just like a cell phone on the ground? No, The the Cell is about like going into somebody's brain and everything. Like oh. she gets trapped in his like memories and stuff. They're oh. trying to solve a murder and they, right? And they go into oh, his I psyche and everything and it's really weird. J-Lo was in the movie. Okay. But I wonder, oh my gosh, it is a cell phone. Okay. Yeah, that's Son what I of a gun. All right. Wait, um, no, that's that's just Cell. I'm talking the cell oh, i yeah. think you're correct. listen no there was a j-lo movie okay anyway sorry so how does that so like does that i was just reminiscent of this that's book what i thought i'm like oh is this, i don't know i guess not i guess i'm completely wrong there's okay. no cell phones on there so does this do anything for you i guess it's nice to know what happens when roses cry oh i see <laughs> so i see you know sometimes like last time we found a couple that i thought were actually like yeah like probably would have were cool, then mm-hmm. really cheesy, and then kind of cycled back around. Yeah. This one I think is squarely in the cheese. Amy's section. phone is so Amy's cell is so much uh, bigger than my cell. So maybe this book is for her. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Original title price, 
twenty dollars uh, original price in Canada. Twenty five ninety five. Yeah, those are okay. the days. Am I right? What? Uh, published in <laughs> published in 1992. Amy, were you alive in 1992? That was the year of my birth. Okay, the year of Amy's Whoa. birth. All right. So this is Amy's birth book right here. <laughs> Amy, remember that time we were both briefly in our 20s for about two months? Oh, yes, I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. Oh, good times. <laughs> You're right. Uh, we got bl- we've got some blurbs on the back. Uh, let me tell you, I'm going to read this inside to you. All right. So right away, we're all like, gross, put this book away. Sure. All right. Absolutely. Let's Listen. see. I think it's bad, but I'm not grossed out. Mm. It seems like it just seems very no standard for this type of thing. I guess Amy's shaking her head and saying Mm-mm, very silently like a Muppet. I, I feel like <laughs> even so. even for the 90s, <laughs> it has five has five ratings on good Goodreads with Ooh. an average of uh, four stars. So, oh, wow. Interesting. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? All right. David Ogden, deputy director of operations at the CIA and a man of legendary achievements, has died. His private papers, including a copy of a shocking set of assignments, are found in a lockbox. It appears that in the last month of his life, with tumors spreading throughout his brain, David Ogden has ordered his best-trained and most loyal agents, identified only by code names, to carry out a series of bizarre deeds. Interesting. The assignments include the firebombing of a seedy rooming house in Florida, the fixing of a college basketball game in New York, the killing of a cruise director in the Caribbean. The agents were instructed to complete these orders within a five-day period, but for what purpose? Nobody knows. The director was clearly deranged from his illness, and the plans must have reversed before news of his dementia leaks out. But in his instructions to his agents, Ogden wrote, Gibraltar rules apply. There can be no recall of these orders, no CIA contact with the agents. Only the sensitives can stop them. I don't know what that means, the but sensitives. Oh, well, and that's in the front. It says author, author of the, of the sensitives. sensitives. Are that's we? Weird. Is this a series? Hmm. Could be. All right. Uh, Brain damage is the third exciting thriller featuring the sensitives. Okay, okay, so we've got a we've got at least a trilogy on our hands. The tough talking, irrepressible group whose receptiveness to the thoughts of others is so acute to be virtually telepathic. It's a gift that is both miracle and curse for these extraordinary people who are treated as either delinquents or demigods by the very intelligence agency that expects them to solve its most unsolvable problems. As the sensitives race to derail David Odgin's orders, they must use all their cunning and special powers to battle their mysterious and elusive opponents. Brain Damage is a highly entertaining and fast-paced story of psychological games, physical daring, one that twists and turns before reaching its startling conclusion. Mm. Thoughts, friends? Uh, you know how there's that like super detective genre? Yeah. But like... I would never be smart enough to be like a super detective like Sherlock or Amen. other Sherlock. Amen. I feel like I could be a sensitive you, because I'm overly sensitive. Yeah. So I could solve these crimes. Yeah. Um, people could be like, oh, who who killed this man? And I could be like, uh, well, I feel like he's feeling alone because people aren't uh, acknowledging his writing. Yeah. And then people are like, he is so sensitive. I hear it. Yeah. So you, so you could be, it's sort of like a, a murder she wrote situation. Yes. My Just skill from the outside. is that I'm overly sensitive. You're overly sensitive. Yeah, it's, this is a hard boiled uh, police agency yeah. and they don't have time for emotions. That's true. I'm all emotions. That's true. I'm all over the place. Yeah. You virtually have to change nothing about your personality yeah. to make this a reality. So it, it just, it just kind of, you know, it just sort of works. Like, yeah, this, this guy apparently cried his on the way home on the bus every day. Wow. Get an Eric Mickles. Wow. We're going to solve this. You need a sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. I'd read so. that book. Really? <laughs> All right, chapter one. <laughs> this is sensitive. <laughs> Wait, you'd read the book about the guy crying on the bus every day? Yeah, about you being a sensitive, figuring that kind of stuff oh, out. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess it's just a therapist. Uh, yeah. But some, some yeah. therapists are very cold. That's true. Freudians. Yeah. Freudians, yeah. sure. Yeah, or doctors. 
who try to be therapists. Like you go in like, yes, you, you've, you, your cholesterol's high and also stop crying, baby. And you're like, doctor, you are cold. You need to shop around. <laughs> Chapter one of brain damage. David Odgen took a, I, I don't know how to say this. Odgen, I don't know. Took a long time to die and he did not notice. No, he did not die. Um, you know what? Take two. He oh, did, geez. He did notice that he died. Looks like we died. figured out who has he brain did, damage. I know. I need a sensitive now to oh, try hey. to translate. Hey, you're doing your best. Thank you. You're, you're trying hard, and you know what? We can tell. Take two. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Chapter one. David Odgen took a long time to die, and he did not die unnoticed. Oh, there we go. The course of his illness was followed in the nation's press and on the six o'clock news. David Odgen had tumors sprouting in his brain like mushrooms on a dewy morning. David Odgen had brain damage. David Odgen was doomed. David Odgen, after oh, four long months, was finally dead. This person sounds like they... Really, hate, really hated this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, this guy. Yeah, he sounds like a jerk. Like, finally, he's dead. It's got a bit of a yeah. like the Mar- Marley was dead to begin with opening of A Christmas Carol. Only terrible. What? <laughs> oh, sure. A Christmas Carol. Opening. Yeah. David Ogden was dead. Yeah. Dead as a doornail. Dead as a doornail. This <laughs> must be understood. Exactly. He had so many mushrooms on his brain. <laughs> The attention called to Ogden's illness was less because of what he was than what he had once been. He was, at the time, he was stricken deputy director of operations for the CIA, and as such, he was accustomed to maintaining the lowest profile. He was, however, one of the last of the original OSS boys, one of Wild Bill Donovan's daredevil band, which, with casual gallantry, had set occupied Europe ablaze during World War II, and as such, he was fair game for exploitation. Boring. Friends, how Um, do we feel? I, I started not listening and playing music in my okay. head. Okay. Was so, it uh, the same song or a different no, song? No, it was actually uh, Bye Bye Little Sebastian from Parks oh, and Rec. Oh, <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was singing that today earlier. On the wind. Uh, mystery <laughs> novels just don't do it for me, though. So okay. I feel like I can't. Sure. I'm just biased against Well, them. this is suspense. So yeah, try to keep same, it straight. Well, same, th- same thing All for right. me. Okay. All right. Next. I hate mystery novels. Well, I don't hate them. I don't like them. I'm on Amy's side on this, this one. This one, if there was I a fight, and mystery novels okay. were like, "Hey, Amy Coon, you're not supposed to be down this street." Yeah. Like, "Hey, guys, leave my friend Amy Coon alone." Okay. You're bad mystery novels. Okay. Listen, I didn't have anything there, and I kept talking. I yeah. regret everything the I Eric just Mickle said. Story. <laughs> oh, man. See, I'm coming into your police precinct. You are. Yeah. As a sensitive. Yeah, oh, I have well. to. Good luck, because I'm not gonna be sensitive to you. All right, the next one uh, I kind of like, but only because it reminds me of the uh, prologue to the Disney classic Beauty and the Beast. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Are we ready? Wow. Yeah. So we've got we've got a take it away, Amy. Why don't yeah. you tell us what we got? Well, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this. So well, stained glass. Stained glass. You can say the title. Stained glass. You can say the title. Sure. Um, it's the Tales of Manhattan. It has yes a stained glass vibe, but it's definitely hand drawn. Okay. Like. I, like Honestly, this also looks like it's from my middle school portfolio. <laughs> um, like somebody did an art class about watercolor stained glass drawings. And then in the middle, they did like a perspective drawing like of a cityscape again. Yeah, yeah. But it's like black and white and it's very simplistic. I actually don't. It's really cheesy and corny. And it's not really well done. Okay. But I don't hate it because it looks vintage. <laughs> Wait, I hate to hear um, what you said about something you hated. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I can't think of a positive to say. Okay. But for some reason, it doesn't totally... Like, the last book rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. This is like, oh, it's okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eric, what about you? What do you think? 
nothing here has looked like any of my middle school sketchbooks. Okay. So none yeah. of them have dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen Wolverine even once. Yeah. So how could I, it I be? Could draw, I could draw Wolverine at least where you would recognize him. You'd be okay. like, that's Wolverine. All right. Were you the best at what you did? No. Okay. No. Never. Uh, yeah. I guess I tend to agree with Amy. Uh, it's mm. It's got its... I mean, I guess I see what they were going for. It looks like the back of a playing card. Huh. Interesting. You're welcome. What kind of weird places are you hanging out in that these are the playing cards they have? <laughs> uh, Manhattan, obviously. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Like some tea yeah. place for old ladies. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of tea place. Blackjack there. All right. So, uh, Lewis. Hit me again, Bob. Lewis, Sorry, that's, a, that's an old lady playing blackjack. <laughs> I see. Lewis Ochenkloss, which I... I think this is. I think he's a somewhat prominent author, actually, or was, you know, in his day. Mm. Um, original. Oh boy, this must be an oldie because the original cover price. Anybody? It's the lowest one. Ninety-five yet. cents. Amy guessed it earlier oh, for a different one. Four ninety-nine. Four ninety-five. Oh. I'm sorry, Amy. Price is right. That is. <laughs> uh, 1964. Originally published in 1964. Um, I do see. You see the old date do slip in the back. I can make out a 1974. Oh, my so it was at least checked out in 1974. We know that. Uh, oh, the back is kind of cute. So old yeah, man, that little kid. is originally what I saw, and I actually really liked that. Yeah, I like that, that cover too. That was the cover. It's actually a photograph. Yeah, if it was like tales of. Yeah, if that was the cover, I'd be in. You've you've got like a china hutch in the background. You got a you know a grandpa, and a little kid in in uh, overalls, prominent ears. Yeah. Cute. It's cute. It's yeah. Adorable. If it said tales of Manhattan on yes. the front, that that would play today, I think. Absolutely. No, I hate that picture. You do? Yeah. Huh. I might have some issues, though. Even yeah, as maybe. a sensitive. You might. You might. Even as a sensitive, I might it's have some issues. possible that Eric has some issues. Uh, Breaking news. <laughs> hmm. <You> right. <laughs> I'm going to have to call in some backup on this sensitive case. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You did real good holding down the fort by yourself, Eric. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> oh, wow. He's got a whole list of credits here. Wow. You should just uh, write to him and say, dear Olgenstein, or whatever his name is, Picked up your book, Tales of Manhattan. Big fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no end game. All right. Uh, this is broken down in sections. The first one is Memories of an Auctioneer. All right. So ah, the first sure. chapter we have here is called Sterling's yeah. Folly. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, actually, do you want the synopsis first? What's oh, helpful? Hey. Synopsis? Yes. Manhattan Island is a skinny piece of land which comprises only one of the five boroughs of New York City. But this borough contains the stock market, the great banks and law offices, the art galleries, the theaters, the luxury hotels, and the best clubs. Also, the people who belong to them. No one can write of these people with more authority than Louis Auchincloss. Amy, is that true about Manhattan? You being a patron of Manhattan? Um, I didn't hear what it was. Oh, what was it? Okay. Sorry. It's all right. No, they just listed several things. It's like, you know, a beacon. I actually don't know if Amy lives in Manhattan or not. Why would you think Amy lives in Manhattan? I don't. I yeah, live she... in upstate New York. Yeah. I feel like everybody... Well, you guys are in New York, too. Yeah. I feel like everybody thinks there's an argument. But yeah. I live a couple hours outside of Manhattan. There you go. Get it together. I don't know about Amy's life. Tales of Manhattan <laughs> is divided into three parts. Memories of an auctioneer. Reveals the background of certain works of art that have come into the hands of the Philip Hone Gallery. None of the men who created or owned these things is quite what he seems, and the clues to their characters led action and actions are subtle and sometimes contradictory. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. All right. Arnold and DeGener, one Chase Manhattan Plaza, is a distinguished law firm. This is the second section of the book now. Uh, whose members write about each other and themselves and the society they live in. The senior partner is shown as seen by his colleagues, by himself, and by the men who will succeed him. And though the viewpoints differ, they fuse into a consistent picture. Less interesting. Mm. 
The matrons, chapter three here, uh, are the women who rule New York society, most of them old, all of them entrenched in power through family and money. Some use their power cleverly, and some are almost destroyed by it, but it is there in all, all of them. Louis Auchincloss books of short stories are not random collections. They are unified by a common theme. The injustice collectors were rich, well-born people who succeeded in the making themselves miserable. The romantic egotists were people in the conventional world who swam against the stream. The characters and powers of the attorney were bound together through their association in the firm of Tower, Tilney, and Webb. In Tales of Manhattan, the pattern is broken into three parts, but the thread of a common background holds them together. One can easily imagine the characters in this book sitting down at the same well-appointed dinner table. A little defensive, this blurb, I think. Don't you think? It's <laughs> just like, a little bit. It's like, listen, Mac, yeah. these aren't just random short stories. Yeah, right. I don't know where you went to short story school, <laughs> but these are cohesive. I'd be more interested in trying it since it is short stories. That's true. Then you, you can, can make, give it yeah, a little... You can make it through. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go right from the top. Sterling's Folly. When I first went to work for the ancient auction gallery of Philip Hone and Son at the corner of Park Avenue and 57th Street, I was entranced by the endless succession of things that passed through in portals, the lava-like stream of house decorations, from Rembrandt's to Rothko's, from Thromiers to Calder's, from medieval triptychs to Tiffany Glass. I found that I was depressed by the cupidity and the flitting eyes and feral faces that crowded through the exhibition rooms and that for a time I preferred the things to their would-be appropriators seeking that minimum sense of serenity and purpose to essential to New York life more in the beauty permanence of porcelain still in a sentence here paint and enamel than in less lovely and less durable human beings whose functions seem simply to become their brief custodians period Period. More like run-on That's sentences a, of Manhattan. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. I took the mic just for that. Thank you. Here you go, Amy. It's called Tales of Manhattan. Right. Okay. I said more like run-on sentences oh, of Manhattan. I think your emphasis was confusing is all. What I say. But I get, no, I get it now. I get it now. How? What? I'll have to listen back. Okay. You're like, son of a gun. Yeah. My emphasis was yeah. all over the place. You said it like <laughs> sentences was really on the title. You were like run-on sentences. So that's all. You're impossible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have to get hugs in here. All right. This, hugs is the sensitive version of I'm, SWAT. I'm just going to... Amy, you feel free to have your opinion. All right. But I'm just going to warn you. This I like this one. This is my favorite. All right. Okay. Here's the microphone, Amy. Get uh, as defensive as you need to be. The cover is Petroleum Man by Stan uh, by Stanley Crawford. No way. Um, Yuck. Don't Yuck. like it? I don't know how I feel about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I so I'm off put by the title. So yeah, that's like that's well, kind petro- of petroleum, like petroleum oil. I actually you know, don't like oil for yeah, cars yeah. Imag- I well, yeah. I imagine I originally like imagined the Michelin Man, yeah, with, like jelly, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely man. like a <laughs> a truck just in a sliding down the stairs. I don't mind it. I'm with you. I it actually, reminds me of something that would be like on a like a World's Fair poster yeah, or something. Feels you like, know what I mean? It feels it's like, a little surreal. Yeah, which it's, I like. it's like quasi futuristic. Exactly. Kind of, you yeah, know? and I think the the artist who did it is a really good illustrator. It looks like it's hand drawn. Like, yeah, it does. So it's it's older, um, and I like that it extends on the back cover yeah. too. But yeah, if you are not looking at this now, it's a road and all these kind of vintage old convertibles mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm rushing by yeah and then in the middle is a tank truck what do mm-hmm. you call this probably like a petroleum tank yeah right yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. and then there's it looks like there's fire on the sides of the roads and the clouds yeah. above it which the clouds are kind of like cotton balls they're very like surreal they are reflecting the fire and they're just 
they're in this like perfect grid like pattern like everything is very geometric yeah. and the perspective is really interesting i'm intrigued i'm actually yeah that's yeah i'm in see like i wouldn't want this on my wall no, but no it's but very I, upsetting but it's cool upsetting why do you I say mean, upsetting the fire and everybody's okay. rushing and yeah well, it's the way it kind of like tapers out, yeah, and the odd, the oddity of like the really uniform circular right. clouds. Right, it feels a little dystopian, a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Dystopian, there's... futuristic, but the colors are bright, so maybe I'm wrong about that. There is something, there's something vaguely creepy about it. I see what yes. you mean. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Petroleum Man, a novel by Stanley Crawford. I um, hate it. Do you really? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't like jellyfish. They creep me out. And those huh. clouds look a lot like a jellyfish. Huh. And I don't like the crystal ball nature of that tanker truck. Hmm. And I hate the colors of those cars. It's wow. kind of gross. Huh. So, aggressive. Yeah. Aggressive. It's too much. Okay. It's too much for a cover. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's some like blurbs on the back. First from Joseph McElroy. Oh. Uh, satirical wonder where cars collect into a prism capturing just about everything wrong with our society that a right-wing granddaddy of capitalist greed can think of to cherish. In coverage, cousin to Gaddis J.R., in an elegant prose, a camp of Navikovian malice towards all. An extraordinarily funny book, stubborn as Crawford's thought can make it. So that didn't give us anything. No. Uh, boy, just tr- try to open this one. It, like, fights you to stay closed. It's like, no, I shan't be read. <laughs> this is one of the newest Lonely Heart Maybe it's one of those Fantastic Beast books. Maybe. Is it a book? Mm. What's the Fantastic Beast book? Is there a book? Uh, or does it want to be eaten? The monster book? I don't know. With a big, ugly eye? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know anything about Fantastic Beasts. I think this actually might Couldn't be if I had to. the most modern uh, Lonely Hearts we've done. My father's fighter might from last time might have been a little older than this. But yeah. This is from 2005. Snap! Uh, I'm very confident that no one has ever opened All this right. Book. If that's from 2005, that cover's even worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. If that was a cover from like the 80s or early 90s, we can get away with that. But 2005, right. there's, a, there's a reason nobody picked up that okay. cover. Amy, does knowing the date make you like it less yeah that i agree with that because i was giving it more credit thinking it was older mm-hmm. but now that i know it's only 13 years old i'm like oh yeah well, that's not great. down okay yeah. all right nothing's worse than teenagers <laughs> eric the teen librarian i mean teenagers <laughs> in terms of their emotions oh, okay. i mean in terms of their book cover art well he's a sensitive so yeah teen teenage cover art uh, no good okay <laughs> blurb uh, original cover price twenty three ninety five and thirty five dollars in canada oh my goodness wow 2005, what a time to be alive. Stanley Crawford's first novel since the ingenious and uproarious Some Instructions Petroleum Man. Oh, so is this a sequel? Weird. Uh, Is a hilariously scathing satire that takes on both sides of some of the raging debates of our times between Democrats and Republicans, haves and have-nots, trickle-down conservatives and bleeding-heart liberals, environmentalists and industrialists, because you have to be one or the other, apparently. (laughs) Bewildered by the odious liberal Democrat tendencies of his son-in-law, Chip, Leon Tugs, self-made arch-capitalist billionaire, inventor of the ubiquitous and environmentally hazardous thingy, and author of the influential General Theory of Industrial Sex, decides to rescue his grandchildren from a life of guilt, indecision, and existential anxiety by educating them in the way the world actually works and telling them for their own good the things no teacher or parent in our politically correct and morally relative world could ever venture to say. These life lessons and his grandchildren are accompanied by gifts, cast iron replicas of the cars that he has owned, and are juxtaposed with illustrative examples from his own life, a life in cars. I like how uh, different that was than what we thought it oh, was. Oh, absolutely. Like, the cover gave us no yeah. idea that, that the content. So Eric, I, am, yeah. am I allowed to say that that blows? Can I say that on the... I, for With a clean rating? Yeah. 
I don't know. Okay. I guess we'll find out. I don't like it. Okay. Here's the thing. With that description and then that cover, it just reads like somebody's midlife crisis. Okay. It's like, here's something you can't say in our PC world. Yeah. I'm tired of electric cars. All right. There's a little bit more that I'm going to read. From the 1939 Ford four-door sedan in which the idea for Tug's first invention was conceived to the 1966 Volvo P122 sedan by which it is demonstrated how to negotiate the ugly menace of antitrust legislation to the 1992 Lincoln Town Car stretch limousine, the entree to hysterically charged confrontation between Tug's and his family, Petroleum Man takes Swiftian malice and delight in exposing the vanity and frailty of some of the most popularly held prejudices of our time. Oh, jeez. Oh, I don't. Gosh. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it sounds like a lecture for my grandpa. Yes, this seems like it was uh, the people of <laughs> Amy Wellsville. Amy Coon's grandfather, historically racist. The people of Wellsville. <laughs> I don't know. Does he listen to this? Wellesley. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to read you the first sentence, then we're going to move on. Okay. Uh, chapter one. Back in my a day. One, a 124 no, scale 1934 Ford sedan. That's the. You could buy right. a sedan for $35 in first. my day. <laughs> First sentence, you're both too young, Fabian and Rowena, to oh. realize that this 124-scale plastic model is to be the first in a collection composing some 30 items altogether. Already, it's boring. Yeah. All right. Boo, Plutonium Man, or whatever he was. Now, we've seen some, we've seen some garbage we're so out of time. far. What do you mean we're out of time? We're out of time. We've gone for 56 minutes. Well, I don't care. We have to do this last one. All right. It's too beautiful. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've seen some garbage so far. We've seen yeah. some interesting stuff. Okay. Uh, I saved the best for last. All of that Wings one we did last time. Wings? We have, oh, yeah. I got rid of that Wings book. We have Tearaways. No way. This is amazing. <laughs> By Robin Klein. Stories to make you think twice. Oh, my gosh. All right. This is a I, YA book from our collection. This is like... Um, like a lifetime movie illustrated <laughs> and it looks like kind of like a textbook that you help for health class. Okay. That's what it looks yes, like. Yes, you're right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I can't even explain this, but there's four characters on the front. Yeah. Each of which have their own angst going on. Okay. And then they uh, have like, and these are all like watercolor pencil drawn. Yeah. And behind them is like, like a building like a and notebook. then there's a bunch of graffiti. It's on like a notebook paper, tear away. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really weird. Really and cheesy. the people on the front are just uh, so 90s. This this got, is from the 90s. We've got lady in her oversized V-neck sweater. This. And like crimped hair. We've got like beefy bro with an Eddie Munster widow's peak. This. Uh, flexing his bicep. Yeah. This, this screams. Yeah. Uh, we're the outsiders. Yeah. For today's generation. Look, look at the kid with the loose sweatshirt and the red popped collar underneath. Oh my He's got gosh. his glasses. He's and got then his... right next to him it says love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like weird mohawk kid. Oh yeah. With three piercings. Very surly. All right. And you, good eyeliner. You found something you want to read, Amy? Yeah. Take it away. Well, the inside looks really interesting. Uh, so I'm going to read. I think this is the synopsis. Okay. Um, they're different. Unpredictable. Not what they seem. Dot, dot, dot. They're the people you think you know when you don't. Mm. Who, who you sometimes trust when you shouldn't, dot, dot, dot. They're tearaways. Oh. And they're dangerous. Look out. Guys, I don't want to tell you this, but the tearaways are the arch enemies of the sensitives. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They sensitives just, versus they just, tearaways. They just make fun of us nonstop I bet for they feeling. Do. Is, there more? is there more? Uh, there is more. Okay. Whether creepy or comic, sinister or sweet. 
These razor sharp stories all concern problem people. Problem wow. people. Wow. Ooh, that's a bad label. Uh, conniving characters that come in all shapes, sizes, and disguises. Ooh, they wow. rhymed there. Yeah. Uh, they'll shock, disturb, and get you thinking, perhaps about people you know. Dot dot dot. Whoa. There's a lot of dot yeah, dot ellipses. dots going on. Yeah, they really here. want you to pause and, and, and this reflect. Is, this is how it ends. With an eye so true, it makes you shudder. And a brilliant ear for dialogue. This very clever writer has produced yet another winner. Marvelous, a marvelously gutsy writer who relishes the drama of everyday life. Wow. Who relishes the drama of everyday life? Wow. I don't want drama. This is like middle school stuff. It's yeah. ridiculous. Sounds like he just wants to live. All right, Eric. I mean, you're, you're the YA expert here. Yeah. What do you think about this? No, I mean, this is exactly what I said. It, it sounds like you've read The Outsiders. I Time to read about yourself. The you terror know, ways. It's just like... This girl's got a mohawk. Can you imagine? It's yeah. It's short stories, right? Maybe. Yeah, collection of stories. This guy looks like a jock. Well, prepare to be surprised. It's so. got uh, several three-star reviews on Goodreads, yeah. if you're curious. And remember, we shelve all these on the David A. Howe Public Library uh, Goodreads page so you can see all of the Lonely Hearts book we've 1990. Got. What a beautiful time. Two yeah. years before Amy was born. Yeah. So yeah. this was this was a book. This was yeah. almost like a how to live manual they yeah. were writing for Amy Coon. Yeah. Like that a, book has been on a shelf in this library for longer than Amy's been alive. Yeah. And hasn't uh, checked out since. So. Yeah. Amy, are you going to read it? You seem pretty interested. Um. No, I'm not. I was okay. just looking for the price. It's it's twelve ninety five when it came out. I see. I see. Yes. Well, if you revisit episode forty four, there were a couple that we actually like. We liked Green Ice. Uh, there was a couple that we found that were pretty cool. This time, uh, I don't think there's any that I really like want to read. Mm. Is it any that any that any of you would consider reading? I don't think there is a single one. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. Looking back at them, they're all lost me. I guess I thought keeping time would, was the most interesting I'd out of all of them. I read this one ironically, the Tearaways, sure. and then like we could have a book club and kind of okay. make fun of it. Yeah. But I was born in ninety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe I do like the drama of everyday life. <laughs> All right, so none none of these are really keepers. If we're going to pick one, it's going to be Keeping Time by David Bear. I think that's got some life in it, so it'll be here if you want it. Speaking about keeping time and we're out of it. Yeah, we sure we're are. We're out of time. Okay. Library news. All right, let's take it. Amy, any, any library news? Uh, so you say we're out of time and you go right in nope. for a bit. Nope. Okay. Amy doesn't have any. <laughs> uh, well, our biggest news, of course, would be Alex Berenson coming uh, this coming Saturday, June 2nd. Yes. 2 o'clock. Uh, you can bring yes. your books to have him sign. We have books for sale here, cash only. Yep. You can buy your book. If you've yeah. never read him before, uh, if you're curious, you should just come. Yeah. The talk will be interesting whether you've read the books or not. Yeah. I'm sure of that. Yeah. So hope you'll join us for that. That's the big thing. Yeah. What about you? Anything you want to mention? Uh, this week? No. Next week will be a little bit. All right. We're coming up it's on... It's a long uh, weekend. Coming up so on Tuesdays days. on the Terrace. Coming up on uh, Music on the Lawn. Yeah. Uh, summer reading program. We're going to have the cupola repainted. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, it's library news, not library director bragging. Right. Uh, Amy, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having uh, me. Next time, let's not put 100 episodes in between uh, your visits. Sounds good. So, okay. All right. It's a deal. All right. Until next week, we'll see you. Should, should we also say bye? Yeah, go ahead. That was just really... Go ahead. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And now that's the real bye? All right, bye. All right, bye. Bye. Who's going to have the last word? Amy.